Thanks for joining a couple of 90s kids. You're listening to Stuck in My Generation. Hey, welcome back to another Stuck in My Generation as normally as normally. What the hell am I even trying to say? As usual, it's me, it's Bark, and I don't have B. Diddy tonight, even though I had him last show. <laughs> uh, it just says Hicks on his screen tonight. It's just Hicks. It's just Hicks. I kind of right. I kind of miss B. Diddy a little bit. He might be back next week. I'm okay with that. Bring on <laughs> bring on the bring on the B. Diddy. Nah, I know. I, that would get kind of weird, you know, 40-year-old man calling another 40-year-old man B. Diddy. I don't know if it works. <laughs> yeah. Don't think it works that well. So welcome back. Uh, another show for everybody, all seven of you. Actually, it's doing better than that. This it's it's starting to pick up some steam and we appreciate it. But yeah. we're back. Hicks, been up to anything, have anything to say, anything musically, words of wisdom, things that'll change people's lives, anything political, keep that shit to yourself. What do yeah, you, what I you got? I don't have anything political, but man. I know it's a, it's common knowledge, but you know, I was flipping through my phone today and you know, I went from Tom Petty to uh, the ghetto boys to some Jane's addiction, you know, just in a matter of just, you know, 20 minutes or so and i thought man it is so nice just to have all this music at our fingertips it is back when we were younger you know we had uh we didn't have that no man it's just it's just so nice i'll never take that for granted no Back, back when we were younger i was talking to my wife about this like you heard a single and you had to take a leap of faith and buy the album sure and then it's like what god i think i had a bare naked ladies album once I don't know what single possessed me to do that, but I did. And I was like, what the hell did I just buy? And that, that yeah. happened so many times. Like I had so many terrible albums because I heard a single and thought, well, it sounds okay. I'm going to give it a shot. It just never worked out. Yeah. So you're right. Having it scrolling through songs, giving something a chance. We're not out nothing. We pay 10 bucks a month for our music service anyways. It's well worth it. It is well worth it. Yeah. yeah. The only time it, the only time it's aggravating is like when you can't like back when YouTube music started, it was transitioning from Google Play Music. Sure. And I and I had a subscription. I had Spotify before all that, but then, you know, I got all this this nice big package where you get ad free YouTube, so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. I have Google Play Music, it's got everything. Then they come out with YouTube music, says they're gonna phase out Google Play Music. So I try converting over to YouTube Music. They had half of what Google Play Music really? had, and I was pissed. Yeah, it's caught up now. Now there's everything, but that's the only time it sucks is when you have a service that doesn't have everything. I know you're an Apple guy, so Apple Music they've got everything. They pretty much have everything. They'll even force U2 on you every decade or two. They'll be like, you wake up and U2's album is downloaded on your phone. Do you Cram remember it down your throat? Do you remember when that happened? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people pissed off that they couldn't get Bono off their phones. I would have been one of them. I would have been calling somebody at Apple like, "I give me Steve Jobs." This yeah, week. and I didn't even I didn't even try to listen to that album. I mean, it was just no. And that brings up a good point. There will be no U two episode. No, no, it's not worth it. There's no reason they no. suck. So today, after we did the Police, which was a nice break from mm-hmm. uh, the '60s, me and Hicks decided to go Tom. Petty, which we sure. had mentioned as uh, one of the top American rock bands or rock people. Sure. And I 
I don't even know where to start. So I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you start on this Tom Petty journey that we just spent a week on. Okay. Good deal. Uh, first off the bat, you know, it's obvious Tom Petty was one hell of a songwriter. Yes. Just a good songwriter. And I once heard a producer say, you know, Tom Petty, a lot of his songs I felt were, were truthful. Even if they weren't truthful, I don't want to know the truth. You know, I don't want to believe that they're truthful. Right. Uh, I once heard a producer say that poets and songwriters sail as close to the truth as they can without sinking the ship. And I thought, Tom Petty's he's he's riding that line. You know, he's yeah. he's he's singing about some stories and stuff. And there's one song I'll get to later. It's uh, Tom Petty has one of the most real lyrical song openers that I've ever heard. Probably a lot of people won't agree with what I say, you know, here in just a few minutes when we get to that album. But, uh, man, it's just one of my favorites. It's just uh, it's just a truth right in your face right off the bat. I'm eager. Yeah, I'm eager. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of truths to talk about with Tom Petty. No, maybe not a lot. This is going to be a two-parter, by the way. Two-parter. Me and Hicks can't do 14 albums in a week. We've decided. <laughs> we can't yeah. do it. So we're, yeah. we're going to do as much as we can. Probably, you know, if somebody's got a, a discography that's 10 or more, you'll probably get a two-part episode. And I'm glad we're doing a two-part episode on this one. Because it me took, it took me all too. week. It took me all week to get through what we what we deemed the albums we needed to get through. Sure, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's, uh, easy, it's easy for me to sit back and say it. But in my opinion, uh, with Tom Petty, I find myself focusing a lot on the lyrics where I'm usually the complete opposite. Yeah. Listening to the music uh, with Tom Petty, I'm focusing on the lyrics, uh, which is the good part for the bad. Um, there's a certain vocal range of Tom Petty's that I, and I'll contradict myself with some songs that I pick out as favorites, but there's a certain range that I really enjoy. There's, uh, a little bit that's kind of, I have to admit, I'm not a big fan of Bob Dylan. I'm not either singing, but I know where you're going with this. And some of the songs kind of resembled Dylan's kind of vocal approach. Yep. I don't think Petty was mimicking him. I think that's just his style. Definitely an that, influence. Okay. Definitely an influence and a big influence. I, I, Okay. And I don't mean to interrupt, but but one of my no, things do. one of my things I discovered, I, I think Tom Petty is is absolutely the American rock version of Bob Dylan's American folk. Okay. Like and it's like I heard Bob Dylan so many times and I know Tom Petty has influences and I, I agree with you as well. I think a lot of it is his voice, but I also hear mm -hmm. that influence. Continue, okay. my bad. Yeah. No, that's all right. That's all right. That's really about all I had. So, you know, I'm kind of a little bit, I kind of a little bit standoffish when I come across a few of those songs that are kind of in that yeah. style. When he but, gets uh, that yeah. going around or, you know, yeah, around yeah. the train. And then yeah. that reminds me of Dire Straits a little bit too, because there's a little bit of that sure. like weird pronunciation in some of the words there. But yeah, I, I, uh, I heard a lot of Dylan and there, there is a, uh, I thought you were going where I'm going, there, there's a there's a tiny bit of range somewhere when Petty sings that I he loses me a little bit, 
there uh-huh. there is a there is a tiny portion of his vocal range that can get slightly wearing on a person sure but at the same time i respect it because i don't he to me he never tried any vocal acrobatics he just sang the way he knew that he sang he didn't try to push it any further didn't try to dumb it down exactly and then those first couple years album wise especially live i watched you know there's a documentary running down a dream from 2007 I'm halfway mm-hmm. through it. It's four hours long. Okay. And so far it's been two of the best hours I've spent as an adult uh, watching something. But but there's a there's times where he he might have been the inspiration for mumble rap because there are times he doesn't finish the words and you can't quite make out what Tom Petty's saying, but it doesn't bother me a bit. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And he and he uh First thing I'll say as far as diving into this, I think we've all heard Tom Petty songs. Like we've all heard Tom Petty songs. And I, I realized starting this out that I've never heard a Tom Petty song that I didn't like. Okay. I liked all of them. Every Tom Petty single that I've ever heard, I either liked or by no means disliked. But okay. I never paid enough attention to see how much I liked Tom Petty. It was always kind of like, you know, the song comes on the radio and you're like, yeah, this is fine. You know, this is fine. This is solid. And I, I never took it any further. Never. Uh, just like with the police, which this is a different level. I've heard police songs before we did that journey that I was like, yeah, you know, eh, I don't know about that. But yeah. Tom Petty, I've never heard a song and, and just thought this guy sucks. That's never yeah. happened. So, but I never, I never also thought to just be like, I'm going to check out more Tom Petty stuff. So this is a first, this, this week was the first time I've willingly on my own, put Tom Petty on. Yeah. Same as me, you know, other than digging in or recognizing the hits that you hear, you know, I, I really hadn't dug into the albums like this and, uh, you know, with, Tom Petty, I mean, you ask, uh, uh, I don't know, you ask, uh, I'm just using this as an example, uh, nothing against either party member, but you ask a convicted felon who Tom Petty is, they're probably going to say, oh, yeah, I know Tom Petty. I know who Tom Petty is. <laughs> yeah. You ask somebody on their way to Bible school or, you know, you know who Tom Petty, yeah, I know who Tom Petty, you know, everybody just probably knows who Tom Petty and uh, yeah. knows the Tom Petty song. You know, nothing against either group member. I'm just using that as an example, throwing that out there. Yeah, no, I no, you're you're 100 I mean, percent right. I mean, you any walk of life. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. That's lived in America at least, or the UK, because I guess the the first big break for Tom Petty, first couple albums was huge in the UK. America didn't like him yet. Huge in the UK. I saw just a little bit of that. I didn't get a dig as deep as you did into it, but you know that kind of. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah. Huge in the UK. First first tour, first major tour, UK. Mm-hmm. America wasn't even on board with them yet. So, and, and that was just accidental. I mean, me and my wife are flipping yeah. through all the streaming services, and there's this, you always forget about the free ones like Tubi and Pluto. They have, there's a lot of documentaries on those fl- uh, free streaming services, and, and we just stumble across Tom Petty running down a dream before me and Hicks even decided to do this. And like, yeah, let's watch that. Not mm-hmm. knowing it was four hours long, but you know, 
stumbled onto just some really solid information that that'll that'll be fun to talk about in this podcast. But let's dive right in. So Tom Petty, real quick background, just because I'm I'm super into this episode. He forms sure. a band called Mud Crutch. What a great name. What a great name. Even he said, like, what a stupid fucking name. <laughs> uh, it's almost yeah. like Dave Grohl when he's like, if only I'd have called the band something else, you know? Oh, so Mud Crutch, you know, I think they got like a small record deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't quite pan out. The record company eventually said, you know, we don't want Mud Crutch, but hold on. We do want Tom Petty. So there's mm-hmm. there's the beginning so Tom Petty has to find a, a new band, and he, he finds all these guys, ends up forming the Heartbreakers, and uh, you get the self-titled album, and I'll hand it over to you after this, Breakdown, right off the rip. I think that's the first track. Do you remember if that's the first track off that album? Yeah, I think you are correct. Okay. Right off the rip, like, now that I'm focusing on this music for this podcast not just hearing it in passing like in a car breakdown comes on i'm like i know this song Mm -hmm. and i think i like this song and halfway through the song i'm like fuck yeah i like this song that's a good song it's a damn good song yeah damn good song that's a good song and with that album you know the uh you know i've got uh, jam written down by a few of the songs on there but you know American Girl, that's a good song. Yeah. And it's the very last song. You know, I thought, why didn't they put that song closer to the front of that playlist? Because the album? whole damn album's good. That's why. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. Uh, you know, the only uh, man, the uh, Mystery Man song. I got written down, not a fan of Mystery Man, only I'm- black mark on the album. I've got written down. Sounds like Van Morrison. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So that was that the one song you wouldn't really weren't digging as well, or was there more? That one I kind of wasn't digging. Stranger uh, in the night. Man, as as soon as I started hearing that groove, I couldn't get stuck in the middle with you. That flow. That song makes sense. It's, uh, I can't remember the name of the band, Steelers Wheel or something crazy, stuck in the middle with you. But the lyric pattern, just the, the rhythm of it, I just couldn't, it sounded so much like that, in my opinion, Yeah. that I really couldn't get into that. But yeah, Breakdown, man, that's just right off the bat. Good song, man. And if you watch that documentary, one of the first things you see is them playing it live and you're just blown away. The, yeah. This was, by all intents and purposes, this this was as good a live band as they were a studio band. I believe that. Like, I, I so far have been, I don't want to give too much away, but there's still things, there's plenty to talk about, but their live performances, at least seen on TV, holy crap, man. Like, I just, yeah. So Breakdown, awesome way to open an album. Anything that's rock and roll, the song, anything that's rock and roll. Yeah. What a vocal groove, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is a vocal groove. Like, his pace and tempo and just, that, that was a vocal groove that grabbed me. Like, this album started grabbing me real quick. I'm like, not to give away anything from a future episode, I'm like, oh, thank God this ain't the Who. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh thank God. Yeah. That's not to say yeah. I won't find some Who I like, but, we, you know, 
I didn't hear any Chuck Berry. But, yeah, no Chuck Berry, you know. Yeah. But anything that's rock and roll, man, that was a good groove. Just just the vocals on that, man, gave me goosebumps. I was I was all about that song. Got to fold again. Clean, crisp guitar. Well mm-hmm. produced for that time. Sure. And I was just like, man, this album is, is hitting me on all cylinders. I had no problem listening to this top to bottom. Mystery Man, I, you know... On the second listen, because I tried to listen to all of them more than once, I was mm-hmm. I was skipping Mystery Man, but that's it. That that that's it. The rest of the album was like a triumphant opener, in my opinion. Oh yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and uh, regarding the uh, related to the documentary that you watched, was it this album that uh, was more popular overseas versus in the states, or was it this? And you're gonna get it. The, okay. the, you're going to the, this album didn't do very much at all. And those hits that we, you know, break down and American girl didn't even scratch the surface in America. I don't, I don't either, but, but I, this was, I think, I think it was like 76. So I think disco was in full BG's, effect. BG's, BG's yeah. <laughs> it's full effect. <laughs> so, so the UK, you know, the UK is like, well, we don't like the BGs. So we don't like on, the BGs. Come on over, Tom Petty. Yeah. And sure. uh, so yeah, that and and we'll yeah, we'll keep going. You got any other any other thoughts on the self titled? No, man. I was just like you said, I was I was happy. I was happy with that first album. Me too. Yeah. And that, and that's you know, and one of the things I worry about anytime you talk about any band is uh sometimes that first album is the album you know, and they can never replicate it. Sure. We'll get to that. Yeah. But the second album called, you're going to get it. I think this was where they really started to hit it big in the UK. Again, I thought it was solid start to finish. Like the song hurt that that's a good one. Uh, Mm -hmm. restless has a simple riff, like a, I got duh, duh, duh written down, but I don't remember what the riff sounds like, but just, sure. this is just good, clean, classic American rock. And it's, it's just done right. Like the influences you hear them, they're there, but like at the same time, it's something new. And, yeah. and that album, the, the, that album combined with the first one, big hit in the UK. I had no problem listening to, uh, to that second album all the way through. I had, I had zero issues. And I'll let you talk about it for a second because there's a song in particular that I can't get out of my head to this day at this okay. moment. Okay. Well, I agree with you on that. Uh, you know, when I reviewed uh, the second album, uh, the very first, I believe it was the first track on the album, When the Time Comes, man, the first thing I heard was the Stooges, I Want to Be Your Dog. Oh, yeah. 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 I know we can't play stuff on here, but, man, it's that's – which is a good Oh, good we can. Song. You want me to start it real quick? Like, I don't, we're not, if the podcast ever gets big, someone will come after us. But until then, you know, piss off. I hear that too. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. And it's, it just, it has a lot of that to it. Yeah. This might sound strange. Might seem good shit. It's good stuff, man. Real good. And this song has been uh, stuck in my head. This one right here. Yeah. 
I need to know. That's a great song. Dude. I didn't think I'd find one of my favorite songs ever in, in doing this. But that song, man, like when a song gets stuck in my head for days on end, like it, that, that one's a good one. I actually love this album. I'd never even heard of this album. I like this album. And I like this album a lot. Especially yeah. you need to know. But I mean there's there there's just a, a a litany of jams on this album. Like Oh yeah. And it's uh Yeah, it's it's surprising to me that I mean it's I still like I said, I was what, two years old in nineteen seventy eight when this came out. So Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, I can't, I just, I just can't believe that it wasn't, you know, people didn't grab a hold of this during I that can't time. either. I like, I, I just, cause it grabbed a hold of me this week in a way that, you know, it was like the Beatles. I told my wife earlier tonight and again, I'm getting ahead of myself, but screw it. The Beatles was like an awakening. Like, okay, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Why didn't I do this sooner? Holy shit. I love the Beatles. The, yeah. the Stones was, uh, I, I knew enough of the Stones mm-hmm. that I kind of had an idea, but yeah. not finding any hidden gems or at least a wealth of hidden gems didn't really, you know, the Stones, I came out a little more of a fan than I was, but it wasn't an awakening or, you know, I hate even using that word because of all these conspiracy theorists out there. Great awakening, motherfucker. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. but you know, and then the police, I'm like, I didn't know I would like this, but I like this, but I don't love it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, every once in a while I might put that on with Tom Petty, man, these first two albums gave me a total awakening. And I was, I was just like, holy shit, man. Cause when you find a band that it's not just the singles that kick ass, like you, that's exciting. And it's yeah. not just the singles so far with Petty through these first two albums. It's top to bottom. I, I put, I put both those albums on any time and be fine. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, with the I need to know song, you know, if I heard somebody that had released that, you know, last week, you know, something recent. Yeah. I'd stop and listen to it. Absolutely. You know, I don't care how old it is, how new it is. Nope. You know, it's uh, it was ahead of its time, in my opinion. It was ahead of its time. And I'm going to yeah. I'm going to blow a piece of part two as well. There's not a single decade that Tom Petty didn't have multiple hits. Sure. Yeah. 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. Hits in every single decade. Relevant yeah. in every single decade. And I didn't even realize it. I had no I, I just had no idea. I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't I, know this. I, I didn't I did a little cuz Wildflower, you know, Last Dance with Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh shit, I can't even think we'll get there, but there there's a there's a, a handful of hits I heard in the 90s and thought it's pretty good. Didn't even know he was from the 70s. You know, I was, I didn't a, I was a kid then. Yeah. But it's like yeah. pretty eye opening so far through these two albums. Yeah. And you know, the song uh, that I kind of mentioned in the introduction, the most truthful lyrics uh, that I've heard. And it might be corny, but it hits me not because of the subject matter. Uh, but listen to her heart. Yeah. The very first lines you know you think you're going to take her away with your money and your cocaine he's telling a freaking story oh yeah you know and you know that song hit me i always i always heard it but i never listened to it 
and I'll never forget, I was at the, uh, the state fair like 10 years ago and there was a, like a ride operator and just had music blaring. And of course, you know, the music fan that I am, you know, I'm sitting there listening to it. And, and usually at a carnival some, though, it's like, it's like Limp Biscuit and ICP. It wasn't Limp Biscuit <laughs> or ICP this time. No, uh, this is, this is one of the cooler ride okay, operators, okay. you know, was not the Jackson County zipper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or the cages. But this guy, you know, he was just standing there, you know, just in his own world. And, you know, this song came on and he was started singing along with it, you know, these opening lyrics. And, you know, I thought, I don't want to, I don't want to say it's like, uh, I just thought, man, this is like a working man's song. You know, I hate to categorize that. But, you know, just, uh, I thought, just these lyrics, man. I just thought, man, that's just so truthful. I thought, the dude's telling a, Tom Petty's telling a story, you know. Shit ton of stories. And if he's not telling a story, I don't want to know. I want to believe yeah. that it's a truth. You know, this is him personally living through his lyrics. You know, some big record exec trying to take his girl with all of his money and his drugs and all that. And yeah. Tom Petty's, you know. And you're but, probably on to something because... Tom Petty had a lot of issues with record execs and, and the label in general. Sure. He did. He had, he had prob problems with the label and more, which we'll get to too. So you're probably, you probably nailed that. It probably is exactly what it was about. I hope so. You I know. hope so too. <laughs> and if it's not, I don't want to know. I just want to leave it at that. Just yeah. because I thought, man, that's just a, just really grabs a hold of, it grabs a hold of me right there. Yeah. Le leave it at your interpretation, so to speak. Yeah. But very, I'm like you, very good album. Just uh, pretty much play it all the way through. These first two albums, you know, just very happy with them. Me too. And then, you know, be, being on sort of a cloud nine and being happy with those two albums, then you get to Damn the Torpedoes, third album. Mm -hmm. And you got Refugee kicking the album off. Oh yeah. And that's a, just, that is a jam. It is. Like, that is that's, a jam. I did not appreciate that enough when I was younger. Yeah. Cause I knew that song, you know, I heard that song, but at the time I'm like, I'm like, what, what, what Kurt? And you know, I didn't appreciate this kind of music, but now that I'm a little bit older and I can go back and listen to it, I'm like, dude, refugees, one of the best songs I've ever heard too. Like it's seriously, the writing, the, the, the lyrics, the tempo, the music, it's like, God, like these guys, these guys knew how to make rock music. Yeah. And I'm, my sister had this album. I remember this cover, this album. Oh cover, yeah. Yeah. You know, just flipping through my sister's album covers when I was, you know, I probably couldn't even read the writing on them at that time, but I remember her having this album. I don't recall hearing it. Yeah. But the, I definitely recognize the the album cover. Oh yeah, it, it's um, kind of iconic. But you know the refugee song, even the losers. You know it's not one of my top favorites, but you know I'll listen to it. You know, and I'll I'll tap my foot to it a little bit. Um, I guess this had "Don't Do Me Like That." Not yeah. one of my favorites, but listenable. Um, I I like "Don't Do Me Like That" a lot. Here yeah. comes here comes my girl is good. That's a good song. Yeah. Uh, you tell me I thought was good. Like th this. Now this, this album I think had like refugee was huge. 
Sure. And Don't Do Me Like That was a huge song, and I like that song a lot. Like, There's a lot of really big songs on there. Now, this was the album that America noticed. This, okay. this was this was where they weren't just big in the UK, and America's like, damn, like holy cow, who is this? So that th- this is the album that put them on top of the world, and I like this album a lot. Like start to finish, again, no problems, but I didn't love it as as much as the the second album. You're gonna get it. I so, agree. But but at the same time, I was like, what a strong third offering from this band. Like not my favorite. But I, I guarantee it's not going to be at the bottom half of my uh, top 10, 15, whatever petty albums. Like, still a great album. Like, and it wasn't even as great as the second one, in my opinion. Not, And I think I like the first one more. But it's still a great album. I completely agree. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you know more uh, about the background than I do. I just... I researched just a little bit. I didn't go as deep as you did. Yeah. Well, we um, haven't really done that on the Beatles and Stones. This just happened to line up to be like, I watched the documentary. So I, yeah, I got, I got some extra information and, you know, maybe we add some more information in future episodes. Maybe we don't, who knows, but, yeah. uh, but, but I got into this one. I got into this one. Like, like I did the Beatles. Like I really, really dug deep on this one musically. And then I got lucky enough to, to get some of the other information along the way, but damn the torpedoes massive album. And, sure. and, and this is where the, uh, the battle with their record label starts with MCA. They, uh, that was my next question. They, they find out that when they sign the album deal, there was like a $10,000 clause or, or something along those lines where they basically sold the publishing rights of their music. And Tom Petty didn't know it. He didn't understand it. Like, you know, they were young, they were young guys. Like we got a record deal. Hell yeah. They didn't have a lawyer read over the contract or anything. They, they read through it and interpreted it the way they wanted to. So it turns out, you know, they're not going to make much money. And they're, they're one of the biggest bands in the world at this time with damn the torpedoes. So Tom Petty decides before releasing the next album called hard promises, Mm-hmm. He decides I'm not releasing this album. Like until mm-hmm. everything till till justice is served, we're not giving you this album. MCA MCA says you got to. Tom Petty says no, I don't. And and I guess he you know they got lawyers. Yeah. And I guess in the middle of them having lawyers, one record exec walked in and said, "Listen, kid, you know you signed a contract. You need to shut your mouth, do your job." And I guess Tom Petty just said, fuck you. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not doing either of those things. And he found a loophole and filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy. I read that. And that scared off the record label. They caved because Chapter 11 bankruptcy changes the terms of everything. Sure. Like, it changes your contracts, your, your liens, your obligations, changes everything. So he'd rather go broke than let mm-hmm. MCA have this record. Mm-hmm. So he does that. MCA says, you know, we give. Gave him their own record label as a sister company, the Backstreet Records, I think. Okay. I think it's where the Backstreet Boys came from. Not really. That's a total <laughs> lie. And, and, you know, they they released the uh, the album Hard Promises. And last thing I'll, I'll talk about with the whole legal thing for at least a bit 
MCA still tries to uh, sell the record. This is this Tom Petty starting to endear to me because first he's like, screw the business, screw the suits. Sure. You know, this sure. is this this is what I've worked for. This is what I'm going to do. And MCA says, you know, with that deal where they got their own record company, they got the money they deserved. They got their publishing rights, but MCA in the deal still got to distribute the album. And by distributing, they also get to set the price. Mm-hmm. Which MCA wanted to sell because they wanted to bank, they wanted to bank off damn the torpedoes by selling hard promises for nine dollars and ninety eight cents was a which was a dollar above records then a dollar above asking price for records no record was ever sold for nine ninety eight and they said well, we're gonna sell this one for nine ninety eight Tom Petty says fuck you again I'll rename the album from hard promises to eight ninety eight try it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I like him even more. I do too. Like every, you know, there's one step ahead. There's a few shades of punk in some of the music, but like Tom Petty had that attitude. He had that punk attitude. He's like, you know, there was no, the the song won't back down. We know what that's about. Oh yeah. It's battling record companies. It's doing what he thinks is right with his music. There's so many songs that are about record companies and how he's like, nope. Like you will not push me. You won't, you know, you won't push or pull me. You won't knock me down. There's nothing you can do like, cause this is mine. So takes control, releases hard promises. This album was good too. Uh, again, I, I don't think it, I'm still loving the first and the second one, but hard promises. I listened to that and I was like, they've not put out a bad album yet. And I'm still just kind of blown away that they've got mm-hmm. four albums I've listened to and it's also good. Yeah, I think so too. You know, they're almost uh one, two, three, four, uh, by their release dates. Uh, I classify as well as kind of, I don't want to say my favorites, but the first two albums, I totally agree with you. First two albums really enjoy, uh, with the hard promises, Man, there I don't know. I didn't enjoy it as much a whole lot, really. I didn't either. Uh, as uh, far as playlist goes, the waiting and you can still change your mind were two of my favorites off that. I have the waiting. I love it written beside it. Yeah, and it's and it's a good album, and it's listenable start to finish. There's really no point where I'm I'm like I'm gonna turn this off. Still great, just not as great as the first two. To to me, it's right there with like it's it's a little behind damn the torpedo. So it's like. It's almost like they're slowly declining to me, but they're not actually declining. They're just, I'm just feeling the early stuff. And then, you know, again, hard promises, still loved it. Like still really enjoyed it, but not, not my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I have notes, uh, the song night watchman. I don't actually, I don't recall it, but I noticed a shift in their sound, but I don't recall what the song sounded like it's not sticking with me which one night watchman from hard promises want me to play it yeah and i might be entirely wrong let's see i've got the waiting strong opener uh then i then i've got falls off to about song nine, the criminal kind. 
Mm-hmm. I yeah. enjoyed that one. But but from the opener to song nine, I enjoyed it. I listened to it, no problem. But it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't grabbing me like the others. Yeah, I totally agree. So let's see. You said this, it was on Hard Promises. Night Watchman. Night Watchman. Let's find that song and throw it on. Here we go. You said you liked or didn't like? I just noticed a, a shift in their sound. In oh, yeah. Song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the vocal tone. I noticed that, too. And it gets better. And even with the change in their sound, I still like them, but you're right. Like, Yeah, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. No, but but you start to hear some of that later 70s or early 80s. I think, I can't remember the exact date this album came out, but you, you start to hear it in there and you're like, you start getting fearful for a minute because those first three, yeah. those first three albums just, you know, knocked your socks off, so to speak. And then you get to the fourth one. And, and yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, uh Oh, you know, it's yeah. still good, but Tom yeah. Petty's starting to change. And I could see myself getting to the same point where I was at with the stones. Like, damn it. If the yeah. 80, if the eighties come and ruin Tom Petty for me for a little bit, cause I didn't want to not li- I, I didn't want to not listen to an album. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to get to that point. I was like, this has been enjoyable for three albums. And Hard Promises, still good, mm-hmm. but it started to worry me. I started to think, crap, we're going to get to the 80s, we're going to get some synth, and we're going to get yeah. some of those echoey drums, like, and I'm oh, like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want Tom Petty to turn into this. Yeah, the the guy playing the sax in the, in the, in the white theater. Yeah, in the tank top. <laughs> yeah. 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 Then you got, you know, D Snyder coming out like, like, don't do it. Twisted sister. Don't ruin Tom Petty. Yeah. But I started getting worried. So I know exactly what you're talking about with that song. And that's the exact point where I was like, oh shit, here we go. Mm -hmm. Tom Petty's going to go eighties on me. Yeah. Any other words on hard promises? No, that's about all I had. No, it it wasn't a great one. Like I said, still enjoyed it. Uh, Mm -hmm. but then we get to Long After Dark. Yep. And my first note here is the song Deliver Me, total 80s jam. Sure. Total 80s jam. So my fears are starting to come true a little bit. Yeah. A one-story town, though, a solid rock opener is the note I have there. Mm-hmm. The album opens, and I'm like, okay, okay, he hasn't gone full 80s yet. Yeah. And then that Deliver Me, I'm like, oh, 80s jam. And then we get to You Got Lucky. Full yeah. on 80s synth. Uh, that's my exact notes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the simple solo, but the synthesizers, that's what I have. That's that's exactly my notes. And I have uh, my notes also say the song Straight Into Darkness. Sounds a lot like the police king of pain. Yes, it did. And I didn't notice that until you just said it. Yeah, and... I don't know the difference in years. Maybe King of Pain sounds a lot like Straight Into Darkness. It very, it very well could. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Very don't know well could in the years. So, but yeah, they but yeah. they start getting those '80s jams, and I started getting nervous. 
Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, I have, uh, alongside of this album, my notes, uh, I call this one a snoozer. Yeah. Well, it did. The album also ends on a, a slow jam, which was like one of the first times it was called a wasted life. And I'm like, man, they really slowed it down at the end of the album. Last song, total sleeper wasn't a bad song. They just mm-hmm. got, you know, super slow jam. I do have a note that says the same old you that's a jam. So there's okay. still, there's still, there's still life on this album that, that isn't just eighties influenced. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, my total thoughts on it. Cause again, this one wasn't one of my favorites. Uh, but I, I just have, it's a, a pop rock album that that's solid, you know, it was solid. I wasn't impressed. I was starting to get worried. I was like, this is solid. You know, no, again, it was kind of like a police album. Like it was, Enough to not turn off, but at the same time, I was like, I don't love it. And there's no song yeah. that hits me like, uh, oh, what were you, you never know, or you got to know, you never know. I don't know. I can't, don't remember now. But was, those hits were missing from this album. It just yeah, wasn't, didn't really hit you. Yeah. But still, I'm, I'm still not fully disappointed. Right. I did I did listen to this album the least, though. That that was I gave it one and a half spins, one, one full spin and a skim through. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I want to get on to something else. Yeah, I was ready for something else. So we move on to something else. And mm-hmm. we get to Southern Accents. Southern I, Accents. I'm interested in your thoughts here. I'm not I'm not ready to talk about it yet. I want to hear what you got. Okay. Uh, my completely honest opinion, uh, pretty much the entire album, I have Snoozer written F- beside it. Absolute Snoozer. Uh, Don't Come Around Here No More, which was one of the hits off of it. Uh, I remember that video as a, as a kid and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm never doing drugs because of this video. Yeah. It's just kind of a creepy video. And that's got those echo drums like, and I was just like, damn it, man. And this was a weird album. Like the production quality fell off in my opinion. Yeah. Like it was just a really strange album. There was a ton of 80s sound. 80s mixed with Neil Young or something. I don't even know how to explain it. It was like a it was like an 80s infused Neil Young album. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I and I've got written down it's my least favorite. I completely agree out of the lineup so far. Yeah. I was I, I was ready to move on. I was ready to move on to uh last mention song Somber. I thought it was a good song, but no way it would be in like a top ten, you know playlist kind of song mm-hmm. but somber mm-hmm. somber i enjoyed on that album okay and i do have southern accents the title track it's a nice song like it, yeah I, di- I didn't hate it that song was also covered by johnny cash when he did that covers oh. album that with the sound garden and nine inch nails cover he covered the southern album. accent i did not know that i did not either that's very interesting it's always fun to pull the album up on YouTube music, I'm sure every other music service is the same, but it had a little, has a little paragraph about it, you know, and it mm-hmm. said Southern Accents covered by Johnny Cash on that, you know, covers album. I was like, hmm, that's pretty cool. Luckily, the song wasn't too bad, but the album as a whole, I, I see this, at least right now, being my least favorite album. I completely agree. And I'm glad, because I was like, man, <laughs> this, is, this is one of those albums, like it could be just folky enough that some people yeah. may just love it, and I was like, I don't know. I, I really had no idea. I was like, I don't know how Hicks will feel about this album, but I don't, you know, I didn't care for it. So it's good to feel validated 
Then we get yeah. to the seventh album, Let Me Up, I've Had Enough. More 80s. Torture. More 80s. Yeah. That's what I've written on Torture. Yeah. Techno Tom. I got Runaway Trains is the most boring song I've heard yet. Yeah. I have written down the song uh, beyond my Techno Tom notes. Uh, think About Me. The song rhythm sounded like Mama's Gonna Buy You a Mockingbird. The... Man, I just... That's a nursery rhyme, right? That's a nursery rhyme. I would call it a nursery rhyme. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just... I have torture written down beside the the album. I mean, if, you know, I know Petty stuff during the more recent years, so I'm still holding on to that. If I didn't know about the more recent stuff, you know, I would be tempted to walk away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't feeling this one. And again, I keep repeating this, but... I didn't hate it. I just, it was just, it paled in comparison to those first three albums. I was like, man, first three were great. The fourth one was okay. The fifth one started getting worse. The sixth one started getting worse. The seventh one, I don't think the seven, I don't think I hated this one as much as Southern Accents. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever listen to Southern Accents again. I'll probably give this one a chance again. Uh, <laughs> Let Me Up is a jam on that album. I thought that was a really, really good song, the title track. <clears throat> but other than that, that was about it for me. Um, this was the only album as well. This let me up. I've had enough album only album <clears throat> in his discography mm-hmm. where there was not a song representing him on the greatest hits album from 2003, I think. Okay. I know <laughs> what album you're talking about. So his, yeah, Tom Petty greatest hits. Not one song was off this album. Another note I got on it, it was meant to sound like they did the album live. So they went back to that old school recording approach and recorded it as a band playing at the same time in the same room. And it, it sounded that way. And the production quality, like after Southern Accents production quality, which I thought was lackluster, uh, this one I was like, production's way better, but the music just isn't, isn't, you know, it just wasn't that great. So that and Southern Accents, two albums in a row. I'm like you. I'm starting to lose hope. I'm like, I might have, yeah. to, might have to walk. But then I start thinking about those other albums. I was like, I can't walk now because it's it's too good. It's too good mm-hmm. to walk. Mm-hmm. So we go to Full Moon Fever. First solo album in Tom first Petty's career. First solo album. Holy shit! <laughs> Work of art. Oh, I agree. Work of art. I agree. First two tracks, Free Fallen and Won't Back Down. And I was just like, I stopped working when I was listening to it. I'm sorry, Job, for paying me. It was only 10 minutes, but I just quit working. And I just sat back and imagined I was at a concert in the 70s surrounded by pot smoke. And yeah. I was just, just swaying. I was like, this is, this is it right here. How do you follow up those two albums with Full Moon Fever? Because the only reason he did Full Moon Fever was th- this is where the album stuff comes into play again. He went behind MCA's back, signed a record deal with Warner Brothers. Okay. Without the Heartbreakers, which made it 100% legal. Really? Even though some of the Heartbreakers contributed pieces to it, but so did George Harrison, and so did Roy Orbison. Okay. Well, and, I knew the whole, I, I was aware of the whole Traveling Wilburys yeah. uh, uh, group, 
Okay. So those musicians contributed to this album, Full yep. Moon Fever? Yep. Really? That, that way he didn't have to do anything illegal. So it was like, just me, it's just Tom Petty, no heartbreakers. But I do have George Harrison and Roy Orbison and someone else. I can't remember. And one album. Yeah. He just, he's just one step ahead at all times. Yeah. Came back in full force. Uh, Love is a long road. Good song. Feel a whole lot better. The song feel a whole lot better. And I read that this album was him going back to his influences, not progressing with the times, but Good. going back to playing music from where he was influenced to begin with Beatles, Stones, Dylan, and feel a whole lot better. Huge Beatles vibes. Sure, Massive yeah. Beatles vibes. Do you remember that one? Should I play it? Play it. Feel a whole lot better. Huge Beatles vibes. Uh, depending on you, the opening of that song. I think I know what you're talking about. Man. Here's feel. Here's feeling a whole lot better. Beatles through and through. Good song. Come on, meow. Play. 2021 high speed internet <laughs> buffering tom Is petty right? tom petty never buffered that's all right it happens it does happen and it did happen anyways that's all right we'll talk, come back talk but till what place a, what a what a great album uh you know during the time that this came out you know i had a bunch of uh, rebellious skater friends you know that was my Play it. Go ahead. All right. I mean, you know who he's influenced by immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can stop it right there. I can tell. Yeah. I, I thought that was the song that you were talking about. Yeah. And I'm just like, and even though it was easily noticeable that it was in, inspired, you know, that was one of his influence songs. Hell of a song. Anyway, sorry, Skater Guys. No, that's all right. You know, that was the group that I was rolling with during this time. And, you know, we were listening to Suicidal Tendencies and Dead Kennedys and just oh, really hard, hard. I do too. Really hardcore shit. And then we'd all secretly, you know, like free falling. You know, we'd kind of sneak. Oh, in. yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of, yeah. You did admit to your buddies. To that. Yeah. But we were all listening to it. Yeah. You know, you turned it down as your buddy came by or something. But we all knew we were all listening to oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, I won't back down. Oh my gosh, it's just so good. Dude, I even get cold chills when watching the movie Barnyard, which was an old Nickelodeon cartoon oh, yeah, film, and the yeah. cow's singing it, playing a guitar as a coyote's coming at him, and I'm just like, you freaking get the coyote! <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Pumps you up, man. It's uh, good stuff. Some of the best songs, honestly, I'm, I don't even care to say this. Some of the songs on this album and some of the songs off those first three albums are some of the best songs in history. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you, Running Down a Dream, one of my favorites from Tom Petty, the vocals, the guitar parts, the solo, his his vocal range is dialed in. Oh, yeah. It's just a perfect storm, in my opinion. It is, man. man. It's, just, it's just so good. Yeah. and I, and I And I, even though... Even though he was nominated into like the Songwriter Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, all these hits, everyone knows who Tom Petty is, still underrated. Yeah, sure. Still underrated. I think sure. I even I think I even like 
was a little confused when I saw the list of greatest American bands on Ranker. And I was like, really? Tom Petty's at four? That's what we're dealing with. But you know what? After this journey so far, I can't think of a better American band than Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And I wanted to bring this up as well. I, I recall, I think when you looked the list up on Ranker, it was like CCR at number one. Yeah. I believe. Man, I put Petty over top of CCR. Way over CCR. Way over Aerosmith, which was both ahead of them. Like, nope. Right now, as of this moment, after Full Moon Fever, after Damn the Torpedoes, after, you know, the the first two albums self-titled and you're going to get it. Like, dude, Tom Petty. Tom Petty was a man amongst boys when it comes to American bands. Yeah, and I don't know the guy's name, but I think the guy who produced this was in the Traveling Wilburys. Uh, Jeff something. I can't remember his Lincoln, name. Lincoln. Yeah, you're right. You're You're very right, because that was the guy that contributed... He also played music on the album. Yeah, you could tell. Can't now I need name. to find that album. And it was... Yeah, we got to find that out. I can see his face playing his day. The only song on this album, The Zombie Zoo. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I was. it kind of let me down. I was hoping for something to really kick my ass but yeah it was the only one jeff lynn is that who it was jeff lynn jeff yeah, lynn. yeah 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 but i thought man what a what a great album fantastic album i i was blown away like and once i saw the list of songs on it i was like okay the whole southern accents and the whole let me up thing that i just had a hard time getting through that's yeah. o- that's over like yeah. that's over now like i noticed these songs i recognize these songs Love is a long road. I, I, yeah. You know, just whole album, top to bottom, just absolute triumph. I'm so glad that he said screw MCA and made this album. Me too. And, you know, it's uh, this album came out two years later than the previous album. You know, that's a lot of damn good music, and it's a complete flip-flop. Yeah. You know, just everything. It's just like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, put it into words. I mean, there's there's a lot of groups, bands, musicians that that they they get lucky and they nail it a few times, and, and you can honestly say I don't know how talented they were, but you know, mm-hmm. credit where credits due. Tom Petty might be the most talented musician that I had heard since the Beatles. Yeah, and and over everything I've heard to this point in my life, Tom Petty might be, you know, he's up there top five most talented musicians i've ever heard or looked into just a just a great songwriter i mean it's just just unreal well even the vocals Um, are you know his voice is just different enough to mm -hmm. to really make an impact on you and his showmanship you gotta watch that documentary it'll give you chills his showmanship is off the charts yeah like it's it's freddie mercury level showmanship yeah and that's good crazy to me oh yeah yeah for sure but yeah i i i agree uh underrated you know uh i want more people to listen to tom petty i do too you know i want validation for feeling the way i feel about all this yeah it was definitely uh you know our previous episode was the police reviewing the police i needed this (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, we, and we had fun with the police you I know had fun with the police but but it wasn't it wasn't quite up our alley it was like 
it was that abstract thing that you were like, okay, this is better than I thought, but it's still that abstract thing. It's not the rock that I know that you and I really enjoy. Yeah. And this, this is, this came yeah. right back to that rock that, that we really enjoy. And we've still got another album, right? Into the great wide open. Yeah. And, and it's another good one. So oh, like, yeah. it, so he's just turning around and doing it again. Like it, there's a little aberration in the middle there. And then we get into the great wide open. And it's like, yeah, this, this is the kind of rock that I've been looking for for a while. This and the Beatles mm -hmm. and a lot of the live stuff you sent me on the stones really got my rock mojo going again. Oh yeah. And Good. you know, it's, but Tom Petty, it was another awakening. I was just, I was just blown away. And I, and I do, if anybody listens to this, like if you haven't thought about listening to Tom Petty, freaking do it. Do it. Try out every album. You can skip Southern accents and, and let me up if you want to, we won't be mad at you. <laughs> yeah. But you know, get, get, listen to those first three and then full moon fever on so far. I'm sure we'll run into something maybe that we don't like again, but I have a feeling we might not. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. It's just a, just a, just a, I don't want to say a roller coaster, but kind man, of is. A, yeah. Just, uh, just really good stuff. I'm very happy. I'm very happy that we did this research and this is just part one, you know, yeah. first half. Yeah. First half got another one to go. I'm excited to, to get into the second half, you know, to, to see what we can find. And yeah. Well, cause I also know for a fact, you know, wildflowers is going to be on that second part. Yeah. And I know that album's good. I do too. I don't know about some of the other ones, but I, I do know that uh hypnotic eye, which was their last album with the heartbreakers, okay. Tom Payne, heartbreakers. That's the only album to ever hit number one on the billboard charts. And it was 2014. Really? Yeah. They reached number two, I think, with Damn the Torpedoes. But it was like they were a top five, top ten billboard band. And in 2014, they released an album and it goes number one. Wow, and it was critically dear. acclaimed. And I'm like, are you serious? This dude's got albums from the 70s that are critically acclaimed all the way to 2014. How impressive yeah. is that? That's unreal. It is unreal. It's, it's just mind-blowing. Last few things about Into the Great Wide Opening wide opening that sounds like a porn name anyways <laughs> <laughs> it's getting late uh the song uh learning to fly oh yeah love that song all or nothing love that song title mm -hmm. track into the great wide open love that song all the wrong reasons love that song but did you i don't know if i may have to play this one the song all the right all the wrong reasons is Free Fallen Part 2. Or is it Free is Fallen Part 1? Was Free Fallen... No, Free Fallen Part 2. Free Part 2. I'm going to play it to see if you... Like, it, it is literally Free Fallen Part 2. And I don't know if it was meant to be... Yeah. Or what. But, I mean, this song... And your your dude, James Ward, said, I could sit and listen to Tom Petty songs for days. Hey, all right. So could I. All the wrong reasons check his song out like i almost couldn't believe it because tom petty is so talented but maybe he meant to do this even his lyric even this uh vocals
Same structure. I'm sure there's more that made me think of free falling, but I have a hard time sure. turn, turning it off because it's so damn good. It's good. But it's like, yeah, blown away. I, I With the who, honestly, we haven't even done the show yet, so I don't want people to just think I hated on it from the get-go, but I, I was having a hard time through two or three albums finding anything I liked that much. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, with the, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. You know, with uh, you get an artist like Tom Petty, you know, that first album, you and I can probably both agree, you know, it, it really got our attention. I mean, it really, this is good shit. Yep. Uh, without giving too much away, the who I was chasing that feeling up into towards, you know, the third and fourth album. Me you know, too. Just still. So. Yeah. And we'll get there. Know, we'll get we'll there. Get there. Um, yeah, I'll give him a chance. And I'm not, uh, you know, m- what I was leading into is I'm not excited to get there. But with Tom yeah. Petty Part 2, I am. Like, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm completely good with another week of Tom Petty. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to digging into it. And and uh, I, I know of some good songs, but, you know, hopefully there's some hidden gems in there. And I bet there are. Oh, I guarantee there are. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's definitely hidden gems through these first nine albums. You know, granted, one of them's a solo album, but you might see me in a Tom Petty shirt on the next episode. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's that you know, it's that deep. It's hit me that deep, and I super pumped that we did this one. Like it's this is some of the best music I've heard in my life. It's good. It's good. It's it's yeah. I'm I'm very happy. And it always it's, makes me happy to see that big ass Rick and Backer guitar. Whatever one he plays, you know, there's multiple Rickenbacker guitars, but I see a Rickenbacker guitar and I associate that always have through my, my whole life. I see a Rickenbacker guitar. I'm like Tom Petty guitar. That's a Tom Petty guitar. Just like Paul McCartney with the violin shaped bass. Yep. You know, I think I look at it. I think uh, Paul McCartney, but yeah, the Rickenbacker, I think Tom Petty. That's exactly right. James Ward saying rock the Petty shirt next week. I have, <laughs> I have to get it rushed in. Amazon Prime, baby. I have to get that damn the torpedoes cover since it's so recognizable. <laughs> it's like, you know, the the first uh the first boy band, uh single boy band guy almost. Like you saw Tom Petty on the cover of all those Heartbreaker albums. It was just him, it wasn't the other band members. It's like Tom Petty and Heartbreakers, but the cover's just Tom Petty. Because, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. blonde haired yeah. kid, tall, slender. If I if I wear a damn the torpedo shirts, people will be like, that's a little that's yeah, a little, if I'm not mistaken, wearing a sexy petty shirt there. Yeah, he's a Florida boy, isn't he? Or he was. I think it was Gainesville, yeah. Gainesville, or, Florida. Was it Gainesville? I'm pretty sure it was Help Gainesville. Us, helps out James Ward. I think it was Gainesville. I think that's where the mud crutch thing started. Yeah, he, yeah. So I don't know, Was uh, did he meet, was the Heartbreakers, I think, was there a Heartbreaker in mud crutch? Oh, man. I don't think so okay i don't know i don't i don't, I don't think so I, I feel like the first guy was the keyboardist like he discovered the keyboardist and okay. latched on to him and then they kind of found the pieces if if there was a guy from mud crutch i want to say it was the drummer 
Okay. But I'm not 100%. We'll, we'll have to look that up for episode two. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because that is, that is a good question and good information to know. Because, I mean, that's... Man, once you start watching the documentary, the uh, Running Down a Dream documentary, the story... Obviously, because Tom Petty's such a storyteller, but the story in the documentary just sucks you in. Like, just absolutely sucks you in. It's not just to watch the live footage and to watch how it all started. It's the story within the story. Like, yeah, you know, the guy that first signed him to a deal, how they got a record deal. They like, they were from Gainesville, Florida, I think. <laughs> and they, uh, they, right. they drove to LA and just started walking into record you know, record companies and throwing the demo tape. Most of them are like, get, get out of here. This is not yeah. the way it's done. And one guy, the first guy that signed him, I guess I can't remember popped in the tape and he's like, got yourself a record deal, you know? And then they're oh, like, yeah. and they're like, well, you know, hold on, you know, and they're like excited, but they still go to the next one. The next one's like, got yourself a record deal. And they're like, Oh, we got two, you know, they're just bouncing around. But the story in itself. And of course they eventually land with, uh, actually damn the torpedoes. So you got those first two albums. I'm almost done that get them UK success on damn the torpedoes. Who do you think walks in and makes that a success? Out of all the producers and music industry guys you can think of, who do you think walks in and makes Damn the Torpedoes a massive hit? Fucking Jimmy Iovine. Jimmy. Yep. Yeah. Jimmy Iovine. Yeah. And, and watching that documentary, Jimmy Iovine says a few things about Tom Petty he's never said about any other artist. And it was just kind of like, man. And you, you, you have to take into account what he says because of what that guy's done. Jimmy Iovine's like a legend. Oh yeah. Everything he'd touched turned to gold. Yeah. And he was just yeah, a kid yeah. as an intern learning how to work a board. Next thing you know, he's like, yeah. you know, did you watch, did you watch sound that? City. Huh? It was a sound set. It wasn't sound city. Not sound city. It was Gainesville. James Ward. Thank you. And it was, uh, no, it, it was, it was, uh, the show. Was it the chosen ones? It was the HBO documentary. Dr. Oh, Dre, Jimmy Ivy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. That's a good one. It's good. That Trent Reznor was in that. I mean, it's just like, that's a good documentary too. Four part series, something like that. But, but yeah, yeah, it's, you know, there's just a great story to go with Tom Petty and just listen to him talk like genuine dude, you know, dude should have been president. Probably screw the record <laughs> yeah. companies. Screw trying to charge too much for my album. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, me too. But yeah, I, I, I love this one. This was, did the, uh, did the documentary that you watched did uh, I watched a few little YouTube clips here and there. Did they uh, ever interview his dad? Did you see his dad, any? I don't Did think I have. I don't think I have yet. No. Okay. I saw one clip of his dad, and he was talking about Tom Petty when he left Florida, heading out west, and you know his dad just a skinny little guy sitting in his little piece of junk lawn chair. He's like, "Yeah, I thought that some bitch was going to starve." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's pretty good, you know. I, I think I think Tom himself mentioned that his dad was pretty pissed off at him. Yeah, you know, for for not not wanting to do the normal thing, like just be a rock star. Sure, buddy. Sure, you're sure. gonna be a rock star. Sure. Yeah, but I but I I think yeah, and I think in the documentary, his dad was kind of a dick to him, like kind of a jerk his whole upbringing. I don't think he had much to do with his dad, but of course, when he got super famous, you know, his dad in, oh, Gain yeah. in Gainesville is like that's my son. <laughs> in the meantime just talk about what a piece of trash he was but yeah yeah, yeah. 
But man, I don't even feel like Tom Petty. I, I feel like, you know, obviously that, that band and, and Tom Petty, they did some drugs. They all do. But I don't feel like he ever did a bad thing to anybody, you know? It just seemed oh, yeah. like he was a class act, stand-up guy. Mm -hmm. I just, I really, he really sucked me in. Like, musically and that documentary, super, super pumped about this one. Good. Good, I'm glad. So we'll, we'll get to the second part. Any closing words? Anything else? Any more Tom Petty praise? Because that's pretty Man, much I'm what we've done, except for those two albums. We basically, you know, told Tom Petty we'd do whatever he needed us to do to, to sure, push, like to push said, his music to the masses again. Well, like we both said earlier, you know, if you don't know very much about the albums and the music, man, I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah. And and that is that is, that is a, a definite, definite stuck in my generation. God, talk, Barker. <laughs> that's listen, all right. Listen to Tom Petty. I mean, if you never thought to give him a chance, like, like, well, both of us did mm -hmm. do it, like just do, do it. it. It's really good rock. If you like rock and you have any, you know, love for the classics, not to mention a band that could carry over into the two thousands and still pump out hits, go explore the whole discography. Cause we've only mm -hmm. gotten halfway through it. And I think we, you know, you get two Tom Petty fans on your hands now. My wife's next. She hasn't dove into all the, the albums, so yeah. she's going to now because I've been talking about him all week. Good. She's probably sick of hearing about Tom Petty. <laughs> yeah. I think she even brought Post Malone up one day. Do you hear Post Malone's working on an album? I'm like, fuck Post Malone, Tom Petty. <laughs> Listen to him. <laughs> but she loves him, and she's ready to dive in too. So Good. we'll hit you up next week with the second right. half of the Tom Petty one. Hopefully we were excitable enough to get you excited for a two-parter first two-parter in the podcast, long running history of like five episodes, but we'll get there more Tom Petty coming next week. That's right. We'll yep. see you then. See you guys then. Thank you for listening to stuck in my generation. Again, if you want to suggest bands for us to listen to, Send it over to stuckinmygeneration at gmail.com. There we go. All right. Good. I ended the Facebook 